Hi, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast, a September 29th edition. And no, I don't have any music for you today, but yes, I am in my radio studio. I'm up against it on time, and I have a couple of things I wanted to cover with you today, including a super good weekend of college football, the latest on the Ohio State Buckeyes, both football and basketball, and a couple things that are on the horizon in terms of college sports that may eliminate a long-used term from our lexicon. First of all, I want to say thanks to my friends at Willis Spangler Starling, the attorney firm of choice of the We Tackle Life podcast, and of Bruce Hooley, the host of the We Tackle Life podcast. Willis Spangler Starling located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Any kind of legal issue that you have, wills estate planning, probate, employment law, social security, disability, personal injury, all of it, Willis Spangler Starling can handle it. Their firm is growing. Thanks to people like you who have come to know that when you're looking for integrity, character, and expertise, you can't do better than the attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling. Look for them online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com, and their physical offices are located just a little bit north of the Mill Run area, as I say, on Truman Boulevard, just down the road from Home Depot and Target. Okay, so we got Ohio State and Rutgers on Saturday. Uh, That is uh, a game that in the past would be a yawner. Maybe this year, not as much of a yawner. And I think that fits in with what I expect for the Ohio State season this year. And that is that you're going to have to get used to Ohio State winning games by smaller margins than we've typically grown accustomed to seeing. Rutgers lost to Michigan 20-13 last week. I think what will be proven this week is that that game tells more about Michigan than it tells about Rutgers. Do I expect Ohio State to play Rutgers to a one-touchdown victory? No, I don't, because uh, I don't think the suicide prevention hotline in Columbus, Ohio, is adequately staffed to handle all the calls that it would get if Ohio State won the game by only a touchdown, since people are already uh, afraid that Ohio State has some huge glaring flaw in the program right now, rather than just a normal adjustment to a season where it lost a lot of really good players to the NFL, and its freshmen make occasional mistakes on offense, on defense, and yes, even at quarterback. So Rutgers and Ohio State kicks it off, kick it off rather, at 3.30 p.m. Uh, Rutgers with Greg Schiano, uh, they've spent a bunch of money. They've gotten a little bit better than they certainly were back under Chris Ash or some of the other uh, people that they had there in the aftermath of Shiano's first time there. They are 3-1. and one. They've beaten Delaware 45-13. to 13. They won at Syracuse 17-7. I suppose that's got a little bit of something going for you. They scored 61 points against Temple. So they're beating teams uh, who they should beat like they should beat them. 20-13 to 13 against Michigan. They pretty much shut Michigan down in the second half, so maybe Rutgers' defense is not as inept as I typically expect it to be. Problem is, um, Michigan cannot throw it like Ohio State can throw it. And we expect C.J. Stroud to be back at quarterback. And I would imagine that with his arm rested and um, a week off, knowing that further time away and out of the lineup could imperil his hold on the position, that C.J. Stroud will tough it out, play well, and Ohio State will get a win. I'm going to say by, eh, 24 at Rutgers on Saturday. Let's say Ohio State uh, 34, 34 Rutgers 10. That's what I'm saying. 34 to 10. As for the other games on Saturday, check these out. High noon, number eight, Arkansas at number two, Georgia. JT Daniels is supposed to be back for Georgia. I wouldn't sleep on the hogs in that one. 
Michigan and Wisconsin also kick it off at noon. Michigan is 14th. Wisconsin is unranked. They shouldn't be ranked. They are uh, pathetic offensively. They are 1-2 and two overall. Graham Mers has thrown six interceptions and one touchdown for Wisconsin. I would think that Michigan would win this game uh, by a pretty comfortable margin if, in fact, it is back. If Michigan does not win this game, if Wisconsin takes them to the fourth quarter, if Michigan loses this game, then I don't want to hear about, oh, maybe this is the year Michigan beats Ohio State. I don't think it is the year Michigan beats Ohio State. If Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum can't get it going on Saturday, then you can start relaxing about that game at the end of November up in Ann Arbor. Other games on Saturday that look to be pretty spiffy in terms of the matchup, 3.30 kick, same time as Ohio State and Rutgers. Infinitely more interesting to me is number 12, Ole Miss, at number 1, Alabama. Hey, I wouldn't rule out Lane Kiffin being the first Nick Saban assistant coach ever to beat Nick Saban. Don't you know that would just be perfect because, of course, no assistant coach beating Nick Saban would bother Nick Saban to the degree that Lane Kiffin beating him would bother Nick Saban? Uh, Lane Kiffin is not the same guy that he was when he coached as Nick Saban's offensive coordinator in 2014 when, uh, much to the delight of Ohio State fans, Lane Kiffin forgot that Derrick Henry was on his roster and stopped handing him the ball in the second quarter of the national championship game when Ohio State couldn't stop Derrick Henry and was down in the game 21-6. to Lane Kiffin's gained like 30 pounds since then. And uh, I don't rule out the chance that Matt Corral, his quarterback, and the Ole Miss Rebels could put up some big numbers against Saban's defense on Saturday. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, knock Saban from the ranks of the undefeated. I give Ole Miss a puncher's chance in that game. And we'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm wrong. Kickoff at 3.30. The only other game on Saturday that pits two ranked teams together is 21 Baylor at 19 Oklahoma State. Um, the game, the, the, the game that I said last week to keep your eye on in terms of future possible problematic things for Ohio State is Michigan State. Michigan State... Uh, handled that game at Miami and handled it with ease. Uh, Sparty has Western Kentucky on Saturday night. Why do I bring that up? Western Kentucky shouldn't have any chance of beating Michigan State, right? Well, because, you know, Michigan State is still Michigan State. And uh, while I don't think Western Kentucky at 1-2 and two out of the Conference USA, having lost to Army, uh, should give Michigan State a game, the fact that Western Kentucky only lost by two points at Indiana last week, uh, I would not say that Michigan State can just fall asleep at the switch in that one and assume that its game next week uh, coming up against uh, Rutgers is something that it should focus on right now. No, 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 no. I would think Michigan State better pay attention to, to its business. So I am, yes, I am putting Michigan State on upset alert against Western Kentucky. I am doing that. We shall see if I'm right. Sparty right now is 4-0. They beat Nebraska last week. I'm sorry, not Miami. Miami was two weeks ago. Miami by three touchdowns. They beat Nebraska by three points. They also have a win over Northwestern already. So they complete non-conference play on Saturday. Buckeyes, of course, start Big Ten conference play. Uh, Speaking of Bama, by the way, did you see what former Ohio State Buckeye Jamison Williams did? 
on Saturday for Alabama. I know it was, you know, uh, one of those teams that Alabama should never play. Uh, nevertheless, when you score on a 100-yard kick return for a touchdown, you score on an 83-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and you score on a 83-yard uh, pass, uh, that makes you the first player in Alabama history ever to return two touchdowns, two kickoffs for touchdowns in a game, and the first player in Division One to score three touchdowns of 80 yards or more in the same game in at least 15 years, then I give you a pass for doing it against Southern Miss. Uh, that's that's big-time playing right there. And Jamison Williams has so far been, I mean, he's been a tremendous asset for Alabama. He's got 299 yards receiving, uh, leads him uh, in uh, yardage, not in catches. He's only got 12 catches, but he's their big play guy. He has three touchdowns. Their tight end has four. Slade Bolden, one of their wide receivers, has three touchdowns. Jaleel Billingsley has two. So Bama's moving that football around. And uh, Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, rather, Bryce Young, I think, of Alabama, can take a big step toward winning the Heisman Trophy. Or maybe it'll be Matt Corral of Mississippi that takes a big step toward winning the Heisman Trophy. We'll see. Uh, Okay, so let's transition into something else here, a little Ohio State basketball. But first, a reminder that if you are a coffee drinker, you cannot find better coffee than Hemisphere Coffee, Roasters Coffee, and you will not be able to find it at a better price than you can find it right here on the We Tackle Life podcast because you'll get 15% off when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. We Tackle Life in all caps. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters gets their coffee from growers around the world. It is phenomenal coffee. You will love it, and you'll particularly love it when you get 15% off by using the promo code WETACKLELIFE. Make sure it's all in caps, WETACKLELIFE. Okay, the uh, last thing I have for you on college football is that we may be retiring the term student-athlete. The National Labor Relations Board uh, on Wednesday, today, issued a memo saying that college athletes can unionize and they threatened the NCAA with legal action if schools continue to use the term student-athlete. Now look, I covered a lot of NCAA tournaments and I hated having the moderator sit up front and say, okay, we have uh, Coach Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and we have Christian Le- and we have his student athletes, Christian Leitner and Grant Hill. Uh, no, they always student athlete, student athlete, student athlete, never player. Well, now the NLRB is threatening to sue the NCAA for using the term student athlete because they say it was created to obscure the employment relationship with college athletes and discourage them from pursuing their rights under NLRB statutes. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, if college athletes unionize, what do they want that they don't have? They've got name, image, and likeness. They've got immediate transfer eligibility. Uh, High school kids can go play for big money in overtime elite in basketball now as high school juniors and seniors. Uh, But right about the time college athletes got the right to unionize, they got everything and more that they could have ever gotten by unionizing. So not really sure that makes much sense, but... Anything that can get rid of the term student-athlete, I am all for it, 100% for it. I uh, had a chance last night, Tuesday night, 
to chat with Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman for about a half an hour. I did not realize at the time the exclusive that I had. Uh, Coach Holtman was not at OSU Media Day on Tuesday. He was attending the funeral of his college basketball coach. Uh, Holtman played at Taylor University in Upland, Indiana. So he joined the Press Pros Magazine huddle, and uh, we didn't talk to him a lot about basketball X's and O's. We talked to him a lot about, you know, what it's like in the name, image, and likeness era, uh, what it's like to coach, what his... um, Talk to him about his favorite war movies. Talk to him about his favorite sitcoms. We talked to him about uh, how long he wants to coach and uh, his hometown and things like that. We just tried to have a you know a guy conversation, allow you to get to know Chris Holtman a little bit better. So I'd encourage you to look that conversation up under the uh, Monday Huddle tab on PressProsMagazine.com. You can find it on my Twitter. You can find it on PressPros Twitter. You can also find it on Facebook. Press Pros Magazine, or uh, any of my particular Facebook pages. Show uh, the interview with Chris started about 20 minutes after 8. So it's about 20 minutes in, and the interview goes about, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. So he was kind with his time, gracious with his time. We appreciate that very much. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing team number five under Chris Holtman. Here's the schedule highlights for Ohio State this year. November 18th, uh, November 18th at Xavier. Woo! One thing about Chris Holtman, he's not scared. At Xavier on November the 18th. Mike Krzyzewski, retiring, final year at Duke. What is it, like 44 years he's been at Duke? Something like that. Uh, Coach K and the Blue Devils are coming to Value City Arena on November the 30th. November the 30th. And then in mid-December, Ohio State plays Kentucky. This has got to be that CBS Sports Classic thingy. Uh, in Vegas, a lot of years it's in. Well, last year, last year it was in Cleveland, I think. Uh, it's been in Indy. It's been. Uh, has it been in Atlanta? This year it's in Vegas, and Ohio State is playing Kentucky in Vegas on uh, December the 18th, one week before Christmas. Uh, quick story about being in Vegas at Christmas time. I was there. Uh, probably the last time Ohio State. No, it was. Well, I was I was there the last time Ohio State played basketball in Vegas, but it wasn't the time I'm about to tell you about. Ohio State played basketball in Vegas. Uh, yes, it was the last time. Ohio State played basketball in Vegas on like December the 23rd or 4th, 1994. Jim Jackson was on the team. They played against Georgetown. John Thompson was a coach. Dikemi Matambo and Alonzo Mourning were on that Georgetown team. And Ohio State beat them on a Saturday afternoon in Vegas. Uh, I was walking around like Caesar's Palace and the Mirage and some of the big hotels. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was something weird. There was something weird about Vegas, like on December the 23rd. And I finally said to somebody, I said, there's something weird about Vegas. And they said, what is that? And I said, there are no Christmas decorations. There are no Christmas trees. There are no Christmas decorations in Vegas. And it might not be the same thing now, but it was this way then. The guy said, of course there are no Christmas decorations in Vegas. And I said, why? Is that you don't believe in the baby Jesus? He goes, no, no, we believe in the baby Jesus, which I don't know if they do or not. But he said, everything in Vegas that can have a light on it already does. There's no place where you can put a Christmas tree. So I thought that was a pretty good answer by one of the guys dressed like 
a Roman warrior at Caesar's palace. So that's what I remember about my uh, second uh, time covering Ohio State basketball in Vegas. The first time was 1990, I want to say 1991, maybe? Uh, 91. Oh, Jim Jackson was not there in 94. That's wrong. He was already in the NBA in 94. I think the first time I was there was 89, maybe, or 90. They played... uh, they played Providence and then UNLV in the uh, NCAA tournament. That was the year Vegas won the NCAA tournament by 30 over Duke. So it was 91. Uh, it was 90, actually. And that uh, was December of 90. Or no, it was March of 90. And uh, yeah, so they played them at the Thomas and Mack Center. Uh, this time, I don't, I don't know where they'll be playing. I don't know if they're playing in the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights arena or what. But uh, hopefully I will be there covering that one on December the 18th. Okay, final shout-out for the sponsors, auiinfo.com. Guess what's coming around the corner? Open enrollment. Open enrollment is around the corner, and that means you can change your health insurance. First time you've been able to change your health insurance in a while, you get the opportunity to go to auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com, and find out whether what you're spending on health insurance is a good expenditure for you. auiinfo.com. The people that I trust, free service. If you're in business, they can line up your business with benefits. A-U-I-Info.com. Chrissy and the firm, you'll love them. They're a small business themselves. They can help your business. They can help you individually. The service is free. Did you hear that? The service is free. I said the service is what? Free? Yes. A-U-I-Info.com. Your insurance, your family's insurance, your business's insurance. Make it happen. Don't get surprised. Hospitals, doctors, copays, deductibles, auiinfo.com. All right. Faith portion of the podcast today. I'm in a season of my life where I would love some answers to some things that are going on with people I love who are hurting, physically hurting. And because of that, we are, as a family, kind of mystified. I don't know how else to put it. We're seeking answers, medical, spiritual. We'll take relief, comfort, wherever we can get it. (laughs) We just are desperate to get it. And I would say to any of you... um, you may, be, you may be the answer to a prayer. Um, I'll be real, I'll be pretty honest with you. Um, we're looking for help with what we think is Lyme disease. Lyme disease. And um, I'll just leave it there. That if you can help steer us to someone who can treat it, who has treated you, who has treated someone you love... Um, please email me. Um, we tackle life at gmail.com. We tackle life at gmail.com. As a guy, I think you're born with a innate desire to protect and provide. And I don't know if God's allowing us in our life to make us, um, I don't know why. (laughs) I could give you a million theories, but here's what 
I would say, no outcome, however adverse, will convince me or the people that are in need of relief that God does not care about us, love us, has not lavished his favor on us. We read the Bible and love to read the stuff about grace, salvation, provision, wisdom, all the good stuff. Bring me the good stuff, please. Lots more good stuff. All you can muster. I'll take it. There's plenty of scripture that indicate that the very best thing you can have is a close relationship with God. An acknowledgement of him, a reliance on him. And sometimes, whether it's a valley experience that you escape in pretty short order or a prolonged period of wandering and waiting, it does not change God's love for you. I know that. It is more important that I know that than that I feel that. It just is. It is easy to live by feelings. It requires discipline to live by knowledge and truth. I've told you many times that I prize the book of Proverbs for its inculcating wisdom into my heart. God gives us free will. I am free to decide whether I will be with him through thick and thin or be with him only through thick and thick. (laughs) I choose to trust him no matter what. And that's not a pig-headed, bull-headed, blind decision. That is a decision that gives me comfort. It does not give me the certainty of the people that I love getting healing. It does not give me the certainty that I'll be able to provide for all their needs. But it gives me the certainty that I'm choosing the very best path I can choose. And that is to trust him because the only way I can show him that I appreciate his son dying for me on the cross is to live by faith. Jesus said to many people that he healed. Your faith has healed you. Jesus was amazed in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It says several times Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. I do not want him to ever be amazed at my lack of faith. I want him to be certain that my faith in him is resolute. And so it will remain so. as we wait for him to show us 
the latest demonstration of his goodness to us. Because that reality of his goodness to us is not in question. No matter what happens with this situation that is causing us so much uncertainty at the moment. With that, I will adjourn. Thank you for your time and look forward to talking to you again Friday on the next edition of the We Tackle Life podcast.